Hey guys, this is Pablo. And hey, it's Miguel. Thanks for listening to Reform Thinker Podcast. Uh, this is episode number four, and we're going to be talking about... Really? It's number four already? This is number four, yeah. Dang. Okay. We're going to be talking about Satan, El Diablo. <laughs> well, not only Satan, but we're going to be talking about the subject of um, Satan, um, you know, whether he is the one that causes bad things in our lives. It all came up because of uh, just having... Uh, a few people come up come up to me um, and tell me, hey, you know, these bad things are happening. You know, the enemy's trying to bring me down or whatever. You know, if you've ever had someone who who says things like that, you know, I got a flat tire, it must be the enemy. It must be Satan trying to bring me down. I just got to fight, fight, you know, fight back. And this kind of militant mentality. And so I just wanted to deal with that today, hopefully... Um, this conversation will make you think. And edify you. Yeah. Okay. And by, I mean, I can't, of course, by well, thinking. I'm just putting in a word. Um, okay, cool. So, what do you think about the subject? Uh, have you ever experienced that? Have you ever experienced that? Yeah. I used to think that. Uh, I used to think that, um, yeah, you know, it's all the devil, you know? Which I, which I think is not necessarily... True. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I. I'm kind of. I don't. I don't agree with it because. Well, why don't you agree with? I don't agree with the devil being able to do everything. I feel like. Well, I guess let's answer this question. One, is Satan our biggest enemy? No, I don't think so. Are you sure? Because Satan is, you know, the adversary. He. You know, he's like, isn't, isn't he the, the, the arch enemy of God? Like, isn't he, like, at, at odds with God? Like, um, sometimes God is winning and then sometimes the devil no. is winning. No! No, no way. Okay. No, I would disagree. Obviously, <laughs> I don't believe that, guys. But, again, that was a mentality that I used to have. Okay. And then I think a lot of people still do have is this mentality that... Sure, I used to think Dualism. That. I mean, not, well, not dualism, because that's something else, but... Um, or maybe it is. But or it seems like like the devil's like like right. Yeah, it's on like those par, movies. You know? It's like those. Like, so for Avengers, for example, um, sometimes the bad get, bad guys win a little bit, and the good the good guys win a little bit, uh-huh. and so it's going back and forth. You know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. God is not that way, and Satan's relationship with God is not that way either. Satan is incredibly. Uh, what is the word that I want to use? Subdued. Mm, well, obviously. Sub- submissive. Too. Um. He is inferior to God. Immensely. Yes. Like, in, on, a, on, a, on a... He is a created being. That, oh, for one, right there, he's already at a disadvantage. He's a, he's a created being. Um, he is evil um, in all of his ways. And um, he is our adversary. We see from the book of Job, right, how their relationship works. Sure. Satan comes before God if God allows this to be done, right? He comes mm-hmm. before God and asks questions, doesn't demand anything, asks if he can do things, <clears throat> and then God gives him permission to do so or not. And so we see that all throughout Scripture, Satan and, and his work are thwarted. On the cross, his work has been thwarted. Um, you know, it has been... Um, what is the word that I want to use? Thwarted. Um, <laughs> so, so, um, so Satan and God's relationship is not this like 
you know, Satan wins some, God wins some. God is winning all the time. He's sovereign, and Satan does nothing that God doesn't say to do. Does that make sense? Did I just say that right? Yeah, but I have a... I don't even know if I... Well, I'm going to ask it anyways. Um, what about uh, what about the situation in Genesis where we have... Um, uh, the situation in Genesis where we have, uh, uh, you know, the, the serpent, you know, goes to... He even says, eat from the apple and all this stuff. Um, is that, I mean, did he do that on his, you know, on his own? It was God unaware? No, I would say, that? so God, we already know from scripture that he is um, omnipotent. He's all powerful. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. Um, and he knows all things, right? So since God is outside of time and space, right? Time and space are a created thing, created by God. And everything that is not God is created, including Satan. So since Satan was created, and so was this whole entire world, um, before time began, we're told that God's, God has already written everything that will happen in his sovereign will. So... God has all God when he created everything and then Satan came and you know deceived Eve God had already known that that was going to happen. He planned that that would happen. Okay. From before time began. All right, go ahead continue. I'm listening. So, is Satan our greatest enemy? Well, we've already <laughs> dealt with the fact that he is inferior to God. Sure. He is not God's uh, arch nemesis. Okay. He is God's Satan. So, Satan does is on a leash and does whatever God says he's going to do and only what God says he's going to do. So ultimately, he's ruled and reigned over by God. Okay. One, right? And then also, because their relationship is that way, then we understand then that the devil's ultimately not our biggest enemy. We have, I've heard Vody Bauckham say it this way, we have a greater enemy in our flesh as Christians than we do with it, Satan. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that Satan is not our adversary. He's the accuser before the brethren and before God. He's the one that accuses us, right? He, he you know, he basically, you know, goes before the Father and says, "Well, of course, look at this, look at this guy. Yeah. You know, look at this guy. Look at this guy that you've saved, and he's doing all of these things, as we see that he did with Job. Uh, <clears throat> so we see him as the accuser, but only that, right? Now." Does Satan, is he the prince of the power of the air? Absolutely. But we see, ultimately, like Vody Bauckham says, the Christian has a bigger battle with their flesh than they do in the quote-unquote spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And we see that a lot of this, you know, uh, mentality that Satan is God's opposite, you know, um, that Satan, you know, has enough power to do whatever, and that we are God's ambassadors here in, in, on earth to battle against Satan. And Satan is constantly doing so. You know, for, for, I've heard it said from old pastors that say, um, oh, you know, the greater you get in God, the, you know, the more that you get in Christ. <laughs> oh, man. The, 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 the more influential you are in Christ, the bigger the target is on your back from Satan. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all health, wealth, prosperity, and very um, terrible hermeneutics. Just not, I mean, it's, it's, it's rank, horrible theology that says that Satan, you know, is, is attacking us all the time and all these things. We, you won't find that in Scripture at all. Uh, but the if thing you that you do would be out of context. <laughs> uh, right. The only thing that we do find, though, is Romans seven and eight, 
and the rest of Romans, actually, um, that speaks of the Christian's flesh being the enemy, right? We have an enemy in our flesh. Now that we're in Christ, we've been redeemed. We've been given a totally new heart that is not corrupted any longer. Mm-hmm. We've, get, we've been given the mind of Christ, sure. right? And the thing that we do battle here is our flesh. The flesh, the old desires, First Peter says, not that, you know, as obedient children, not obeying the, the our former lusts that we had in ignorance, right? Mm-hmm. Those things are our former lusts that are that 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 used to be our masters, right? But no, now no. now that we have been uh, given a new master and we have a new heart and, and new desires, the only thing that is left is our flesh that is still corrupt that we battle against. So ultimately, our biggest enemy is our flesh. Okay. Satan is still our accuser, but we have a bigger enemy in the flesh. So, what about those times, though? So, I'll be, I'll play devil's advocate. No pun intended. Uh, I'll, play, I'll play that part, and I'll, I'll ask you. What about when, you know, I'm praying, and I'm praying, and, and I'm, I'm um, you know, reading the Word a lot, and then all of a sudden, bang, my card no longer works. We've had a couple of people at church that have, yeah. like, like Dave, that have had their car that, you know, my goodness, never, works. never yeah. ever works. So what about, what about that? I'm being faithful to the Lord and all of a sudden my car breaks down. Is, if it's not the enemy, then who is it? God. What do you mean? What do you mean God? You mean God does things that are hard in our lives? Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> right? It, it, so God, yeah, God, a lot of people think that God's like a, like a genie in a bottle, you know? He's only supposed to help you and help you and help you. And uh, I think what people have a hard time understanding is that, you know, God doesn't really work, uh, you know, in our agenda. You know, he doesn't, because we find it convenient doesn't mean that God's going to find it convenient for us, right? So, uh, for example, um, I've had a very difficult time living with my stepmom for a year, right? Mm. Very difficult. And I would always ask, you know, well, God, why? You know, why why are you putting me against this woman? And it turns out to find out is that, well, I just needed to be obedient, you know? And I was very disrespectful, it turns out. I didn't know. Um, So I needed patience, uh, and I needed to learn to respect authority. Um, So even though it was a terrible situation, I didn't like it, it doesn't mean that God didn't, you know, use it for His glory and for my good. So I think there's a big difference between, hey, this is what's good for us, or this is what we think is good for us. Yeah. So... For all our listeners, our tens and tens of listeners that are listening out there, <laughs> our ones I'm going to throw out a $5 word. <laughs> $5 word. So, uh, big word alert. Sound the alarm. <laughs> this is going to be a $5 word. It's called sanctification. <laughs> it's, so, what, what Miguel just, what Miguel just, uh, just described there is something that theologians before us um, you know, before us in our time, have called sanctification. Sanctification is the process of which we are made holier and purged of sin in this life. Basically, we're made more like Christ. Wait, but I thought I thought when we get saved, it's that's instant. What is instant? The being holy and stuff. Oh no, no, no! We are holy. We are. So what's we, the difference? We are separate from this world. Right? So in in us being saved, we are justified, given a new heart, given new desires, made entirely new. And also along with that, we are we have been 
plucked out, right? Plucked out from this world, from the system of this world, right? And set apart. So holiness, if you want, has two sides. The, okay. the setting apart, right? And the growing in. So we are told that we are holy in being set apart for God's work. And we're holy and we're to be holy as God is holy in our character and in our behavior. Kind of like First Peter, the be sober-minded. And- yes, yes. So we are holy, but we are also be, be, becoming holy. So sanctification is that. So, <clears throat> so, to, so to throw another thing out there, you know, um, for example, when you, when you get married... You know, and you're like, I'm going to get married and everything's going to be perfect and great and awesome. And, and this person's going to love me for who I am. And then those, you know, the whole thing comes to a stop when all of a sudden for those fellows out there, your wife, your new wife who is beautiful and gorgeous and awesome, then comes to you and says, uh, excuse me, honey. So you left a bunch of your facial hair all over the sink. Uh, that's not all right. And then what ends up happening is you're thrown entirely for a loop because she starts pointing out things that she doesn't like about you. Not necessarily she doesn't like about you, but things that she, she yeah, doesn't she doesn't like, like about you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so then what happens is there is kind of turmoil and you start to think to yourself, why did God bring this woman into my life? Well, sanctification that's exactly why right because in the process in in marriage god brings two people together to glorify his name in marriage right this beautiful picture of you know that's supposed to mimic the relationship between jesus and the church we see this great thing where in this marriage relationship while we're glorifying god he's sanctifying both of us right and Maybe men a little bit more than women, but uh, at least in my in my in my experience, I've seen that um, a lot of my sin has been brought to to light. A lot of my selfishness, a lot of my arrogance and pride and foolishness have been brought, has been brought to light, you know, through marriage. And he's sanctifying me in in, in you know through marriage. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh well, you will find out once you once you get married. Uh, Man, I want to get married now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so ultimately. Um, we can say that our biggest enemy is not Satan. Our biggest enemy is our flesh that we still war against. Wait, so would you say it's our flesh or would you say it's sin? Hmm. I would have to say it's our flesh. Because our flesh is the one that tempts us and says, hey, let's do this. Ah, James, okay. Right? Sin as an entity, right? The book of James. Sin is not master over us. So... It's not like sin is coming to knock on the door. It's our flesh that's using sin. Okay. Right? Yeah. Or, or our flesh that is still sinful. Yes. So ultimately, sin, uh, not sin, I'm sorry, our flesh is so, our enemy. So what part of us is holy and what part's not? Uh, I don't understand. Well, you'll have debate between believers. But the, the thing that I'm convinced of entirely, and this is what I see in scripture, is that the only thing that, um, and we should do a podcast about this too, is... We will. Indwelling Feature sin. podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> Feature podcast. But, um, so what I'm convinced of, of in scripture is that the only thing that we battle that has not been renewed is our flesh. Because the only thing that we're promised in, in, in the future promises of when Christ returns is we flesh. will be glorified in what? In our new bodies. Yeah. Our new bodies. We're not told we're going to be given new hearts and new minds. 
We're told we're given new bodies. And so what that doesn't mean is we're not automatically Wesleyans, right? Like John Wesley, who was a perfectionist and said that we can attain perfection here on earth. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, if you come to my house, you will see that there is no perfection in here. Uh, but what I am saying is that we have the ability to obey God and our hearts are not corrupt and our minds are not corrupt, but our flesh is corrupt. So we continue to war against our flesh and war victoriously against our flesh because we have the Spirit of God in us, yeah. right? Um, but ultimately, um, our flesh needs to be redeemed, but our flesh is the only thing that needs to be redeemed, mm-hmm. not our minds or our hearts. Okay. <clears throat> so, one, Satan is inferior to God. God is the ruler and master oh, of Satan. I'm sorry, before you go ahead. You I'm trying out. to finish this right here. <laughs> I'm sorry. And this brother has so many questions. I'm sorry, All right, just, that's okay. Uh, go ahead. Uh, it, it's just for for people. It's for people. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I so hear then, you. what what is what is the devil in control of? Then I don't. Nothing. Nothing at all. And whatever God gives him. Okay. So ultimately, uh, Satan is called the prince of the power of the air, right? So he's like the prince of the earth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, in theory, um, he's in control of nothing. Because God is the one that is sovereign over everything. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Okay, yeah. so, A. Go ahead. So, Satan... Are you sure you're not going to interrupt I'm me? I'm not. <laughs> so, A. Um, Satan is inferior to God. God is sovereign over God. So, there's not a dualistic relationship there. Okay. Two. Uh, <laughs> two. Our biggest enemy is not Satan, but our flesh. Though Satan is our enemy, he's not our biggest enemy. The flesh is. And three... We will continue to battle the flesh, right? Who was our biggest enemy? Unto victory, right? Okay. In sanctification. Sanctification is the process that happens. So when your tire goes out and you feel like you've been praying so much, you know, and you've been fasting and you've been, excuse me, and you've been doing a bunch for the Lord, if you will, um, and then all of a sudden something bad happens to you, uh, that's not the enemy. And it's not necessarily your flesh. It's God's providence in sanctifying you. Remember, God is doing all things for the good of those who love God. Those who love God are his children. So he's doing all these things for our good. Um, It's not always going to look like it's good, but it is good. Um, So the next time your tire goes out or your car breaks down, um, the next time you're sick and you're you're sniffling and all types of stuff, which is not fun, uh, the next time something, you know horrible happens or whatever like that remember that it's not the enemy it is god sanctifying you as a christian and not that he's doing something bad because he wants to just do things that are bad no he's doing it to refine you make you more like christ and those things will always be good for us so even in even in sin you know what i'm you know in 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 besetting sin which we should again do a podcast about um, he uses all those sins for our good to sanctify us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the next time those things happen, don't say the devil made me do it. You know, don't say, "Oh, Satan is trying to come after me," because he's not. <laughs> Ultimately, God is the one that's after you, and He's after your holiness and sanctifying you. That's true. Do you have any other questions, Senor? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I don't have any questions, no. Okay. That's it. All right. Well, um, again, write us uh, if you have any questions about this podcast, if you have any 
questions about uh, sanctification, glorification, um, any of that, uh, feel free to email us at Pablo. Oh no, wait, hold on. I changed the, I changed the email, right? Yeah, yeah, I changed it. Okay. Um, I think it is reformedthinker16 at gmail.com. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I think that's what it is. Yes. Okay. Reformed thinker, uh, reformed thinker 16 at gmail.com. Send all your emails there. Uh, send all your questions. Um, I forgot the phone number that we had set up, but through Google yeah. voice, I, I did. And uh, if any ideas or anything like that, just, uh, send same them to, email. Yeah. Yeah. Same email ideas at wretched radio. Uh, <laughs> we're the only ones that yeah, understand. Yeah. 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 Um, no, send it to reformed thinker. Uh, 16 at gmail.com thanks guys enjoy your day, enjoy your weeks enjoy your uh, church on Sunday, love your wives, husbands, children and love the Lord alright, praise God